and welcome to another episode of Sports Council. I am your host, Matt, and I'm joined by Nando, Gav, and G for another fantasy football episode. Week 5 is in the books, and we'll recap the results of our Sleeper League and look to the starts and sits for Week 6. Furthermore, we'll review a wild, wild AFC West so far, covering the recent fallout in Las Vegas, the collapse of the Chiefs, and the rise of the Chargers. Today is October 13th, 2021, and this is the 34th episode of the show. All right, guys. Well, hasn't been a fun week for me, personally, in <laughs> fantasy football. Um, we'll get to that. But uh, how has everyone's week five been? Uh, well, I kind of got clapped on the uh, our, our sleeper league with the, you know, the sports council league, but on, on uh, our personal uh, fantasy league, I clap Matt. Thank you, Mark Andrews. Hey, speaking of clapping Matt, I also clap Matt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a good time to put that in there. Yeah, that's uh, the depression right there. And, he, and it, it's not a fluke. It's not like, like oh, he yeah. got demolished. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was high scoring. So let me just get to the uh, sleeper league or our fantasy league for this yes. podcast. Real quick, let me just say. Uh, so I'll start from the start from the bottom. Simple Jack lost this week against, uh, or yeah, last week against um, Mick Youngboy taking orders. <laughs> Highest season scoring. I think Highest, of the year. yeah, I think of the year. It was 120, 48 to 185, 58. Congratulations, Mick Youngboy. Only beat me by half a point for the highest scoring. I know total. that's I know that's insane. It was pretty yeah. high scoring. We saw did some you, big numbers. Did you see what his team performance was? He got a hundred percent. So that means he started every player right. That's wow. That's, in, that's insane. I've never had that before. That's a flex. Yeah, wow. you can. Yeah. Okay. So we had a Ram Ranch UCSC stand. He had one thirty, thirty, uh, and he lost to Team Bolly Logs. Bolly Logs is on a comeback, dude. I feel like he was struggling in the beginning, but he's on his way back. He scored 170-50. So, um, my boy, Jamar, he beat out um, Team Andrew. Finally, he gave Andrew his first L of the season. He uh, won 159-66 to 117-98. Un- uncharacteristic of Andrew's team, but, you know, can't always win them all. Uh, this week, Nando lost to his arch nemesis forever now, uh, Dylan Lee. Uh he- Dylan scored 132-28 to 120-32. Nando, how do you feel about Dylan? The only reason I lost was because I didn't know Cook wasn't going to play. I had I, Madison I, on the bench with 25 points. Oof. You, you hate regret to see the it. trade? No. And Ridley's a fucking pussy. I'm not getting <laughs> on that airplane to go to London. <laughs> His grandparents or something. I don't know, dude. Yeah, I had the same problem. Personal loss or something. Yeah, I well, had the same better, problem. It better be a fucking personal loss at this point. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! He said that on the record. Oh man! Well, okay. I love Any- Dylan's new teammate name anyway, Alexis. Yeah, a- Alexis. Yeah. For anybody who knows this personally, you'll get the reference. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I felt Nando this week. I didn't know that Chris Carson was going to play this week, or wasn't playing last week, and so I had him on my starting. I lost to Vivek, giving Vivek his first win. Um, he won 148.70 to 133.56. Knew we had it in you, Viv. Oh, my God. I, I feel it's so rigged, dude. The one week Vivek actually plays, it's against me, and then I get clapped. Well, but, we gave him a wake-up call. We said, you know, don't put, you didn't put your team in. And then he 
listen to the podcast obviously you, and, uh, you need to not <laughs> listen to this viv and uh finally let's round it off with g's demolish towards uh <laughs> matt uh yeah. g1 185.24 second highest uh total of the the year to matt's 167.78 so it wasn't like a it was a great matchup between these two guys kid a comment about it uh i mean i'm not mad because you, you know be. you can you <laughs> it's just that it's just the draws of fantasy football sometimes you put up a lot of points and you still lose i put up the third highest score this week and i lost to the first i mean second right second mm-hmm. high score so yeah. uh yeah. and sometimes i have like the like eighth worst score but i win because i won't be like the ninth best score right so just happens yeah, for me, um, you know, I was 11th last week. We made some changes, made some trades, uh, came up four spots, now we're 7th. I think that was a big win. You know, put the league on notice with uh, Go Brady. And, <laughs> you know, well, that's what we do, man. Kittle's not even playing for me yet, and I just traded for him, so that was probably a mistake. But, I mean, at the same time, <laughs> Schultz has been playing like Kittle, so I'll take it. It's actually disgusting, dude. I, I my guy, um, what's his name? Uh, from the Eagles, the tight end. Goddard. 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 He's on COVID watch, or he got COVID, so I don't have any tight ends, and I was trying to pick one up. And guess who I'm starting this week, bro? Njoku. Bro, you guys yeah. all he, – he has three. You have three now. Why do you need three? It's, it's working. Out so it's well it's a turnaround. I can't working. believe it. You didn't even start one. It's well, not, okay, it's but the concept. It's like when <laughs> you adapt a new playbook. It's not like yeah, you got to use all the insane. plays. You just got to use the ones that work. He's Kittle on the bench was just he's thinking differently. Is it the mm-hmm. is Kittle on the bench the intimidation factor? Is that what it is? I think it is. Well, so when he starts him, then that's his downfall. But you know, no oh, man, it's neither here nor there. So that was our um, <clears throat> uh, roundup for the sleeper league. The places now: Dylan is in first place, five zero. Andrew is four and one with in second place. There are two people in second: McYoungboy and Matt. Yep. Um, Bali Dogs, myself, G, Jamar, Nando, Simple Jack, and Ram Ranch are all in uh, third. <laughs> we are two and three, and Team Vivek is uh, holding strong with one and four. So, yeah. on to the next week, guys. Fantasy football is fickle. Don't let it get to you. Yep, and I face uh, Gav this week. <laughs> and uh, I'm, I'm dead. My team is demolished. So, yeah. Doesn't help that uh Nando, what Nando does on the waiver wire here is uh, every week I know exactly what he's gonna do. That's why <laughs> I don't even like try to put in a claim for the players because he just tries to take any running back to replace for his running back too because he doesn't have a running back too. Like, too bad he didn't take Darrell Williams, bro. The real goat. He took freaking what's his name? Booker. Took, uh, Booker. Booker. Yeah. This this is the first week. That I've had a RB two projected higher than ten points. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm, dude, Booker's a wash. Interesting. I have though. a bad problem right now. My own team. I'm out of uh, RB two. Um, my own both Michael Carter and Mike Davis are on buys. I mean, they're not very good options, but I'm out of all their RB. I know they're running backs too. Kind of traded Swift. So, so, what are you gonna do? Um, we're gonna see where coach needs to make adjustments and cut someone, and we're gonna go get a. <laughs> Running back. So mm-hmm. I don't Pick up anybody. Brandon Bolden. Might I make a suggestion? Yeah. I don't know who the hell this Zach K 
Zacchaeus guy is from the Falcons. And nice. I will not pick him up. So go ahead and drop him. Hey man, you gotta, you gotta, you don't know about the, the deep roster finds, okay? No, deep roster finds. May I make a suggestion? Kill yourself. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, rather rude and abrupt. But yeah, Nando. Every time a player gets hurt, I swear Nando. So, like if a running back gets hurt, Nando's like, "All right, let's go." Running back two on the waiver wire. <laughs> I mean, dude, I don't understand. You guys' teams are so much set up, th- more set up than me. Like, I'm struggling out here just to, like, win. Luckily, I have Mike Williams, bro, because otherwise I'd be done. Luckily, I have James the Flames RB1 season. Otherwise, uh, it'd be a lot worse for me. Even though I've wasted his last two games. <laughs> Going on. All right. Yeah. yeah. So let's get into it. Before we get to our starts and sets of the week, we are actually going to do a little bit of uh, a more NFL analysis. We're going to talk about the AFC West for a little bit, and it's not going to be really fantasy football related, but more kind of just discussing what's been going on that division. We'll start with the most juicy team so far, and it has nothing to do with the actual football. Um, the Las Vegas Raiders recently have been embroiled in controversy lately. <clears throat> Head coach John Gruden, um, it was reported about a week ago that he, there were some emails discovered in the Washington football team investigation where Gruden was using racist language uh, directed towards the, I want to say NFLPA uh, vice president, I want to say, Damore Smith. Uh, We're not going to repeat those comments, but Gruden apologized. But then shortly thereafter on Monday, late on Monday, there were more emails that were leaking where Gruden basically insulted every single race group, character, any kind of figure over like the past seven years or whatnot. And these emails were from 2011 to 2018. No way of explaining it. All of them were offensive. And Gruden eventually resigned as uh, head coach of the Raiders, which is kind of shocking because, you know, we predicted in the prediction show that John Gruden might go. But But it wasn't for like this reason. (laughs) We thought it was because he was going to have such a bad season. They were going to have to cut him. Yeah, we're not not savants here. We didn't see that coming, but uh, (laughs) yeah. So any thoughts and reactions, guys, about this? I mean, good. What happened to him? He deserved it. I mean, you can't be thinking like such such ape-like thoughts, you know? (laughs) He's sending it off at work email, which makes no sense, you know? Yeah. Like, why would you, how would that not be traced, you know? Should just use his personal email or like over. Okay, but we're not advocating. <laughs> we're not. We're not. We're not. We're not saying you should do that. Yeah. But if you are going to, you know, it's not a good <laughs> idea to use a work email. You know, just playing devil's advocate here, you know. Like if I was in his shoes and I was trying not to get caught, you know. Insult smarter, not harder. <laughs> exactly. Oh my god! Yeah, I think it's just really interesting. Like you know, the NFL in two different situations now. You know, just looking at it from like a bigger scope has taken settlement agreements with now Colin Kaepernick and the cheerleaders over these emails that they're talking about when this uh, Dan Schneider case, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, like, I think it's very interesting how they don't want to release these emails at all. You know, like, they're very protective. They're willing to, you know, put out so much money into these different parties to keep them quiet and let these emails to go public. So it really makes you wonder, like, what else could it be in these emails that these guys, you know, do the head coaches, GMs, owners talk about that they really would pay any price amount 
to not like what league. I think that's very interesting. Yeah. And, and I wonder yourself, what... Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, okay. Um, you know, I, with the Kaepernick thing, I know Gruden commented, I think, on Kaepernick as well. And um, yeah, Kaepernick, in his lawsuit, he wanted to kind of discover the emails as well to see if there's any uh, collusion between the GMs into not hiring him. That's what the lawsuit was about, the blackballing of him in the NFL. And, you know, you could not tell me that John Gruden was the only one over the past, like, I think, again, the emails were probably ranging from, I think, 2011 to 2018. 10 years ago. Yeah. yeah. You could not tell me that out of the millions of emails there were around, John Gruden was the only one who said something that it might be questionable, right? Like, Adam Schefter, we saw a leak today, I think, that Adam Schefter kind of had a correspondence with the Washington football team as well, where it doesn't put him in the best light as well. It makes him look kind of like a mouthpiece for the NFL. But, you know, there's no way that um, all of these owners, all of these GMs. Yeah, there's no way they're clean. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what what happens now? I mean, like, are we just this? Because we know everyone has done it. So are we just going to fire everyone everyone. I wouldn't say everyone. I don't think everyone's to participate in that. Yeah, I think there's a a good majority, you know. Uh Uh, I think that have at least at least one fireable action, you know, or email. So if you're going by that action, you know, like I think you were going to go towards like we're going to be out of coaches and GMs in the NFL, which honestly doesn't seem like a bad thing because like at the same time, you know, why do they deserve a platform? So if you have to fire them all, you know, then, you know, you should fire them all. Get rid of anyone you have to. That's fine. Like, again, we're not saying that this is bad behavior. Like this isn't bad behavior on Gruden, but it's the fact that it was a selective thing that Gruden was the only one who got, you know, taken down by this. And then this and just has had a precedent. Yeah. yeah. So like, if you're going to fire John Gruden, if you're going to go in depth for this, I mean, do it for everyone. Exactly. The white man. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> who said that? Yeah, he was G. <laughs> what do you mean? I think it was G. <laughs> okay. Yeah. 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 It was wrong what he did, but, you know. Yeah. We'll have to see what where that takes us. I think there's a lawsuit still against with St. Louis. And they're trying to uncover some emails to see if the owners are trying to move them ahead of time. But uh, mm-hmm. we'll see what happens with that. All right. On to more football matters. The Kansas City Chiefs. Right now, they're currently two and three. Um, the defending AFC champions lost to the Chargers, Ravens, and Bills. Um, and the Bills, yeah. yeah. All of which can be considered now AFC contenders, two of which have been kind of like the contending rivals for the last couple of years. I mean, I predicted the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl here, but I'm starting to kind of having my expectations lowered with them. So what do we see? What What's exactly wrong with the Chiefs this year as compared to the last few years? I am no, I still think it's line problems. And like the defense is obviously not as good, but... I mean, Patrick Mahomes just crumb- he's got too much pressure in his face, and he can't like. Why? Well, yeah, honestly, of, I don't. Yeah, they don't have much of a run game. Yeah. There's not much of an O line. There's not much of a defense, and there's not much of a out the receiving a- options outside of, you know, Kelsey and Hill. So like uh, the Buffalo, you know, they doubled both, you know, and you know that really has shown to show problems to Mahomes. You know, if you can rush four. And then double Kelsey and double Hill, which obviously is like a lot of, you know, that's like mm-hmm. almost half your defense predicated to just, 
you know, um, stopping the, you know, four-man rush and four on them. So, you know, just like committing that type of man, you have to have a certain type of defense. And that's what the Chargers, Ravens, and Bills are really able to do, you know, really being able to neutralize them and then, you know, have a constant pass rush. Because this thing is the Chiefs O-line is like really, really bad, you know, especially because, you know, a lot of those familiar faces from the years before are not there anymore. Like Mitchell Schwartz, you know, he's not, he's, he's, he's not on the team anymore. Older yeah. You know, they're all older now and it's just not the same. So I think it's a, I think it's a bit interesting, but I think they're still not like, you know, I don't think we should lower our expectations. Cause I, you know, it's a, as long as they get to the playoffs, they have an equal amount of chances, the Chargers or the Ravens or the Bills or wherever else you think you're competing at the AFC, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. that defense is atrocious right now. They're giving up. 437 yards a game, which is second worst in the NFL. Only Seattle's worse than that. And the fact is that, you know, it's basically, you know, when Patrick Mahomes first year, right, where the defense was terrible, but the offense is electric. Mm -hmm. But at the same time this year, it seems like defenses are starting to kind of, you you get two years, two, three years of game film on Patrick Mahomes, you're going to find out his tendencies, right? And, I think that defenses like the Chargers and the Bills and, you know, the Ravens have been really successful in just taking away one of Hill or Kelsey and letting the other one, like, go rampant. And we can see from the fantasy stats, too, like, there's been some games where Hill has been, you know, kind of not been there. And Kelsey's had that one bad game as well. So I think they, like, the game plan has basically been take away one of Hill or Kelsey and make Mahomes kind of throw it short. Like, the Bills were running cover two all day. So they are just letting... Patrick Mahomes take all the short routes um, and play it safe and not let, give up the big play. And they, Yeah, they just need to get the run game going. Well. If yeah. they get the run game going, then everything starts to open up because they've been playing – every team has been, like, playing two safeties high. Mm-hmm. And so, like, they're trying to – obviously, what you said, they're trying to, like, make him throw shorter pat, But he has to throw shorter because the run game is so atrocious. I told you, Clyde sucks. <laughs> so now that you have Darrell Williams, who uh, – We'll get into it. He's one of he's one of the starts of the week, but I think he's better. So if they can get that going, the offense can carry them farther. Because there's no way you can fix a defense unless they sign or like trade for something. But yeah, I mean, even the, running, the run game, they could also do something like that. They could trade for a running back. You know, I think yeah. Marlon Mack was someone they were interested in. I think that makes a lot of sense. So he is sort of a dual threat. He needs to be using the Colts has. and I think he'll be perfect for their type of like system where they don't need to run him twenty times but maybe like a 10, 15 efficient ones. And mm-hmm. that's something where he can strive in, you know, and he was in that type of similar role in uh, Indianapolis, I mean, a couple of years ago, not recently, but I think it's definitely a viable option still out there if you're just looking for the right teams and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. That's a, yeah, actually, that's a great, great, great pick for them. Okay. We'll see if they do something like that. Yeah. You'd hope so, because this, this cheat, I mean, Let's not get it wrong, though. The, the past couple games that they've played, I mean, they're, these guys are, like, all, like, contenders, you know, except mm-hmm. for the Eagles, like the Browns. They played the Browns, the, the Ravens, Chargers, gave, and the Bills. They gave up what? How many points to the, um, to the Eagles? It was ridiculous. They gave up 30. Yeah, so that's yeah. It was kind of ridiculous. But they eclipsed that what scoring forward you saw. I mean, yeah. we know they can offense can carry, and so that's what they're going to have to do. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's so worrisome for me. But at the same time, someone has arisen from the AFC West. No, not the Raiders, but the Chargers now. 
Um, I believe they are now four and one. I want to say. And yeah, four and one. Yeah, with a huge victory of the Cleveland Browns, they beat the Chiefs. They beaten the previously undefeated Raiders, and then they came back on a short week to beat Cleveland in an absolute shootout. So tell me, is are the Chargers the new kings of the AFC West, and are they the kings of the AFC in general? Uh, I don't think I'm ready to give them that either crown yet until I see uh, the end of the year and you know, finish strong. I think like just doesn't have anything to do with their current roster, but just the Chargers in general have found a way to like you know uh, really mess up good situations. Previously, year after year with Philip Rivers, they always you know find a way to fuck it up at the end of the season, not make playoffs <laughs> or lose first round, stuff like that, right? So, you know, yeah. if you're really a contender, if you're the king of the AFC, you've got to win multiple playoff games, in my opinion. And to be the king of the AFC West, you'd have to – I think you'd have to not only just beat everybody in your division, which they are currently doing, you know, I think you have to wait till the end and see how much, like, the Chiefs have, like, caught up or have lack of there, you know. So I would still say the Chiefs are – and I think in the AFC in general, the Chiefs are still the Kings. And if anybody wasn't after them, it would still be the Bills before the Chargers. Yeah, I mean, I think the Bills have a better shot of being the Kings of the AFC in general. Their offense looks great. Still, their defense looks pretty good. Justin Herbert, though, incredible year so far. Do you mm-hmm. think he's a dark horse MVP candidate? Or maybe just the outright front runner at this point. No, he's not front runner because I still think he, it's he, Tom Brady. <laughs> he's still in the race, though. But he is in the race, yeah. yeah. Don't get that wrong because uh, he's carrying these guys. 13 touchdowns, three interceptions, 1,500 passing yards so far, and a four and one record. Against some pretty decent teams. So. And now he gets to face Baltimore next week. So we'll see about that. I'll say if they beat the Ravens, then I'll like. Well, I so I think they are kings. I I say they're behind the Bills because I feel like they're the Bills are just a better team on defense. Their offenses could probably like go head to head, but the defense is really where it matters. So I'll give them if they can beat the Ravens, I'll put them above the Bills. I, yeah. What if the Ravens beat the Chargers? Do they go above the Bills or no? No. No. The, the Ravens are trash. Yeah. Ravens had to. What come back by like eighteen last week? Yeah, yeah. Like that. I mean, Lamar had come his back highest every single game, Lamar game, crazy. Yeah, yeah but Lamar had four passing yards. All their secondary basically get injured. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, the entire game, like yeah, most. Of it, <laughs> that's what they, they kept throwing. Like the second half, Lamar's more the, than a running back. Okay, I tell me, tell yourself you, uh, that. Uh, yeah, that's you. Okay, <laughs> that is you. So would you put Lamar? Is an argument to put Lamar over Herbert? I would, like. I mean, you if you're talking that? about value, there is no quarterback, in my opinion, that does more for their team than Lamar Jackson. But yeah. that's not a conversation we're ready for. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I think you have to build an offense around Lamar, and because Lamar's skill set makes him different, Justin Herbert's more prototypical. You know, that doesn't that yeah. doesn't mean he deserves an MVP and be higher than MVP candidate. Yeah, I don't think that you know I. It's just hard because it's it feels like there there's a difference in there. If you're talking about if value, was, in my opinion, like you look at Lamar's best receiver, who's Mark Andrews, and a second is Mari Hollywood, where you have in Chargers, he has one of the I would say the Chargers O line is better. And not only that, that they have Keenan Allen, who's better than Mark Andrews, and Mike Williams, who's better than 
Mark Andrews, and then they have Austin Eckler, who's better than the whole backfield they have because they have. What about, what about breakout Murray. Mike? That's what I'm saying. Like Mike Williams is really good, and you know what does Lamar have that comp- compares to that type of stuff? Just Mark Andrews. Like I don't know if you're talking about value, then I think Lamar gives more value to his team than Herbert does to his team. And that's not taking anything away from Herbert and his 1,500 yards. I mean, well, yeah, I think that you for now. It just mm-hmm. depends. I don't know. I think it's just based on what, like, the past games that have happened that we've seen when the Ravens have to come back. It's led by Lamar. He's higher right now in the MVP candidate candidacy. But with the Ravens, with the Chargers, I think we all expect the Chargers are going to do this season. I feel like Herbert will inevitably surpass him. I feel like if the con- considering the expectations placed on the Chargers this year and where they were expected to finish, I think that if Herbert has, let's say, a Josh Allen last year kind of season, he would be in prime position to be an MVP. Yeah. Bolt gang or die, bro. Screw the Patriots. I hate the Buccaneers. Let's I love go. Herbert too. So I'm good with it. Mm-hmm. Well, that's only be- how can you say that mm-hmm. when how can you say that when they're oh well, I guess what how can you turn your back on the Niners now? I mean, do you think Jimmy Garoppolo is an MVP candidate? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Yes, I mean, Lance might oh, be. Yes. Hey, if, if Jimmy Garoppolo was playing last Sunday, you guys would have beat the Cardinals. You know, some for some reason I doubt it. I feel yeah. like we're in a we're in a situation right now where I feel like we're our own worst enemy and we're killing ourselves basically. We had five we went for it five times on fourth down and what we lost by one possession. A few of them were in field goal range. I don't really understand that. And we didn't convert uh four out of those five. So not <laughs> so, because Brenda Ayuk hasn't made the strides that he needs to make. No, the missing person. Yeah. <laughs> He's gone. Like I don't get it. I, I, I don't get it at all. But I'm just we'll give you Juju for Ayuk. Uh, Juju makes sure it's charged. Wait a second. I'm pretty sure Juju's hurt. So for the won. year. Isn't that a perfect type of niner? Nah. <laughs> they have it's to get hurt the perfect here. <laughs> got him, dude. He got you. Damn. That was perfect. Matt Z- Matt Zero G seventeen. Seventeen. Yeah, because he still made the same call that me and Nando did where uh we all knew that um uh what's his name was gonna do good in the uh Panthers. Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold, Darnold. Sam- Darnold yeah. yeah. How's he doing Darnold. right now? Uh he got a better record than you guys. <laughs> Right, you know, let's, let's, do, let's, yeah, let's do this right now. Let's do, okay, let's do the starts and sits for week six. Who wants to go first? The quarterbacks. Uh, I mean, I guess I can go. Just yeah. because, you know. Um, okay, this is uh, very spicy. And I think that the uh, this 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 pick is based on the fact that the de- their secondaries got demolished. Um, I'm going to say... This- <laughs> They were the chest. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, they, uh, Davis Mills was the start of the week for me. I'm sorry, what was that? Yeah, Davis Mills is the start of the week for me. And Davis Ooh. Mills is the start of the week for me against the Colts. <laughs> okay, okay. 
uh, you heard it here is, first. <laughs> so, this is okay. This is just for desperation. If you need a streamer, okay. If you need it, I mean, you're like, who's on the buy this week? I think it's the uh, the Niners, Niners right? And um, um, Jets, Falcons, Jets, Saints. Saint, yeah. Okay, so, uh, you're gonna need to pick somebody up, and all the good quarterbacks are gone. Okay, Davis Mills is a dark horse. Okay, and it's still purely because the Colts, Colts are obviously going to be leading the entire game. Okay, and Davis Mills will be airing the ball out against the secondary that's demolished right now. I don't know if it's actually they might have some couple people back, but still, Davis Mills is a goat because he. I mean, he surprised me last week against the um. Who was it against the the Patriots? Yeah, yeah, (laughs) that we were actually losing a lot of that game. game. Yeah. Up until the end, so I mean, he did better than Mac Attack, and Mac and Cheese is on a rise. So, Davis knows, guys. You heard it here. All right, I'll take. go next with uh, I got Joey B, and uh, I think against the Detroit Lions, one of the worst pass defenses in the NFL. You know, um, you choose your type of quarterbacks you want. Um, matchups are great. Passing is their weakness. Passing is the Bengals' strength. So I just don't see why you would want to pick up Joe Burrow. And I think he's almost at the point where you would want to keep him and not let him be a streamer. Uh, he, if he's still available, that's pretty good. And from a couple of my leagues, I know he was gone. So get him while you can. He's becoming a week-to-week starter. Joe Burrow is looking very good so far, and the Bengals are succeeding with him in terms of record. So, for my quarterback of the week, again, I'm going to go against the worst passing defense in the NFL. So, that means I'm going to go Taylor Heineke versus Kansas City. I think expectations for Heineke have been lowered just because of the fact that he's the backup quarterback and you typically don't like starting backup quarterbacks as your fantasy options. But, look, this guy's a gunslinger. And against Heineken one, doesn't have his favorite target, though. Which one? Terry? Logan Thomas. Yeah, but... You'll, as you'll see later on, I think it'll be fine because he's hyper-targeted this other character lately. Heineke against Kansas City. You know, again, Kansas City's had the worst passing defense by far, and Heineke's a gunslinger. I think that he's going to get it done versus Kansas City. You know, everyone's been succeeding so far against them, and they play at home. It's an added bonus, and he's going to have to shoot it out. Patrick Mahomes on the other side. And his defense not doing so well either. Uh, I reckon you're down with it. Kansas City does suck right now. So, Nando? My start of the week is Trevor Lawrence. Oh, my God. I feel okay. like the Dolphins have really been struggling on defense. And there's to me, there's just something about London games that, like, players have, like, their A game. And I feel like Trevor Lawrence is definitely going for over 300 yards. You did not watch our last London game. That yeah, you did not. Game. Yeah. Uh, that. We, this is different, we, though. This is Trevor. I'm pretty sure Goat, the Royal Patterson season, was able to score at least 11 points in just standard alone. I don't even know how many he put in uh, PPR, but he's he had, like, gotten double digits. 20. Yeah, ridiculous. This guy can't stop. He has to stop. There's no way. Trade him now. Nope. Yes. You got uh, to ride the hype trains. Yeah, speaking of running backs, uh, for our next segment, we have starts and stays for the running back. Um, I'll just go first. I got Devontae Booger from the Giants. I mean, this is purely based off based off volume. 
Uh, I think because, you know, you got Saquon out and you got Daniel Jones coming off an injury and Kenny Galladay's hurt. Almost everybody's hurt on the Giants. And Booker's a one healthy guy, so he's going to get a lot of touches. Other than that, matchup's not very good. And I don't think it's like the the wisest decision. If you have a better running back, I would go with it. But if you're really desperate, Booker's a good start. Um, spe- oh, yeah, so my stream of the week is uh, actually Miles Gaskin. Um, I know that he, it's kind of fluky. He, he, he had a great game last week, and people might say that that was just a one-off thing. But this is against the Jaguars. And, dude, are they hot garbage. I think they're a lot – their defense is ranked last. So, I mean, expect a big game from him again. Um, I mean, the Tech the – they played with the Texans. They allowed um, Mark Ingram to go off on him. Uh, Philip Lindsay, you know, he had a decent game. Broncos, they, they allowed Melvin Gordon, Javante Williams pop off on them. So, I mean, I would rank them all, those all, all those quarterbacks the same. And Miles Gaskin will have a great game this week against the Jaguars also. Okay. And I'm going to pick another very popular uh, kind of waiver wide pickup right now. I'm going to go with Daryl Williams against the Washington football team. Clyde is gone. So Daryl is going to be able to get the snaps necessary to kind of be that RB2 range. But I think that with Kansas City being able to move the ball as well as it could, Kansas City's biggest issue has always been, you know, their red zone offense. They love making the big plays before getting inside the 20, but inside the 20, they kind of struggle because last year was due to their offensive line. This year, I think it's also due to the fact that Clyde is not really a back built to kind of, Take it into the end zone when everyone's keyed in on you. He's no Derek. Too Henry. small. Exactly. Daryl Williams is a big dude. And we've already seen that he's gotten the kind of carries into the red zone that you need. Typically, they tend to switch out Clyde for Daryl at the goal line. And I think that, you know, now it's pretty much guaranteed that he's going to be able to get some goal line carries. I think that, you know, with the volume without Clyde, he's going to be able to get most of the snaps and to get you as many yards as you need. And I think he's going to be able to punch in at least one inside the goal line for a touchdown. I think my start of the week for running back, I think this is very obvious, but you have to start Najee Harris. <laughs> oh, my I'm, God. How much he's he just, you, bro? He's just been getting How much you know, he so many rush attempts and targets. It's like the best of both worlds. And for the past, I want to say, like four games, he's been averaging over like 20 points. It was only his first game. He had like what five, six, but that was against Buffalo. Yeah, so I feel like it just, yeah, he's basically like the entire offense right now. So I feel like, how do you not start him against Seattle as well? Their defense is not great. So, yeah, I think you missed the assignment. I really mm-hmm. love Najee right now. And I'm glad I think that you missed the assignment. We don't let him forget this is streamers, okay. This is not so freaking you drafted him to be your RB1. You didn't say streamer. streamers. <laughs> it just starts and sits. I thought it was implied. No, you know? it's not implied. If you, if well, you, you, hate, you hate you hate Najee, so obviously you wouldn't fucking start him. No, I would start him, bro. What you talking about? This is fantasy, bro. This is a different frequency. If I'm talking about like if this is like how if I want to bet on something, I bet that uh the star the Steelers can suck my butt. <laughs> All right, all right, you got a job. What's wrong with you? <laughs> you gotta, I hate the Steelers. We're a better team than you guys. I don't even want like, to okay, listen, listen. We're not even going to get into this right now. Hot take. If 
if John Gruden is still in the league, or he got kicked out of the league, why is Ben? Mm. Interesting question. Next question. Okay. Just go next. Go next. Wide receivers, go. <laughs> <laughs> See, now all my starters, I feel like they're very obvious. Well, you just say them anyway. Okay, okay, then I'll start it off then. This is, I don't know if this is obvious or not, but you're going to start Sutton versus the Raiders, okay? I know te- usually teams, when their coach gets fired, they have like a pop-off game that one. But, I mean, uh, this Raiders team isn't all – the defense isn't all that great. Now that John Green is not there, they're going to be lost. And Sutton is just a target monster right now. I think he had like a one a- – I mean, he clips 100 yards last game against – or last week against the Steelers. And he also grabbed a TD too. So, if he can do that against the Steelers, his defense is kind of suspect, but kind of not, you know. He can do it against some bums called the Raiders. I've literally never heard of the head coach of – new head coach of the Raiders. His name is Rich Bisaccia. <laughs> Rich Bisaccia. He's been in the uh, – he's been a coach since 1983. I've never heard of him. Bro, he looks like Ant. Uh, what's his name? Lynn. Anthony Lynn. Yeah. Huh. Okay. All right, I'll go next. My start of the week for a receiver. This is a very deep receiver find, and you probably don't need to pick him up unless you're in like a multiple flex league. I think uh, is Quez Watkins. He's taken over the wide receiver two spot from Jalen Rager in Philadelphia, and against Tampa defense, that's basically atrocious at this point due to injuries obviously if they're healthy is a different story but you know i think you know you've seen the miami players even though it was a blowout they did score theirs and you know jaseki got busy and so did gaskin and you know the for the eagles they're not going to really you know got her out they're going to need someone to target and i think one of the big targets to be quez walking he got speed too so he's definitely like a you know, a boom or a bust, but I think it's a very big boom this week for him because he can easily take, you know, one or two plays or catches to a touchdown. It's a great uh, deep dive right there. That's a hot take. Yeah. Kez burned uh, the Niners, I think, if he mm-hmm. didn't step out of bounds. Well, everyone burns the Niners, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going to question that, actually. It's yeah. going to happen. Who, who's your pick then, Matt? We're just on a bye week, man. Um <laughs> Getting roasted on our week off. So, Sorry about that, dude. My pick, I thought it was fairly obvious to say Stefan Diggs, so I'm just going to go to the wide receiver two for the Buffalo Bills. Emmanuel Sanders, he's had a great season so far. Bounce back here at the Saints, at least in terms of fantasy. Uh, he's put up at least double-digit points in PPR for the past three weeks, gotten a touchdown in two out of three of those. And against the Tennessee Titans, who give up the most points to wide receivers so far this year, Guys, I have to watch a lot of Titans games because I have Derrick Henry. And I, <laughs> I love watching him play, but I do not love watching the Titans defense play. And the way that Josh Allen has been targeting Emmanuel Sanders lately, he loves to go with him on deep routes. And if you need a guy, basically, that's going to go deep, that could provide that high upside flex, I think Emmanuel Sanders is honestly pretty safe as it gets, but he also gives you that upside when he's streaking for a 50-yard touchdown. And I think Josh Allen's going to try to find him for one of these opportunities. They're going to burn Tennessee because Tennessee is not a good defense. So, start Emmanuel Sanders. Would, you, would you take him over Cole Beasley if both are available? Yeah, absolutely. Ooh, I don't know. I, I like Cole Beasley better. It no. seems like a uh, 
Alan likes Beasley better. What they eat breakfast to What's that? Oh, okay, dude. Look, don't bring that like, SJW stuff into this thing. We're talking about fantasy, okay? We left that segment when we talked about Gruden, okay? Go next. <laughs> hey, we're doing receivers? Yep. Yes, receivers. Oh, I thought we were doing tight ends. Well, my pick for the start of the week, it, it might have been obvious two weeks ago, but I feel like now some owners might be getting a little iffy, but Brandon Cooks, he okay. didn't. He was pretty ass the past two weeks, but mm-hmm. he's playing the Colts, and like we were talking about, their their whole ass secondary was just getting hurt. Yeah, the last game, so I, he's just gonna eat against that defense. He has to. That's the guy he's doing. Wasn't there a random guy though that played really good against the Patriots last week, like Chris <laughs> Moore, right? Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> random. He got gonna, gonna go freaking die. I don't know if anybody started him. That was, that was wait, wait, time out. Is, <laughs> is nobody going to acknowledge what Gav just said? <laughs> you can have a full separate show acknowledging what Gav says. I no, didn't I said it like never happens. No, 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 dude, dude, go. You know, just, just <laughs> did not do it, what let, he said. Let it be gone. Okay, it's my stream of the week for tight end, bro. David and Joku, bro. What a goat, okay? It just. So it's going to be the same script as it was last week versus the Chargers. Okay, it's going to be a high-scoring game, the Browns versus the Cardinals. Okay, it's probably one of the. It, it could be game of the game of the season, just like the uh, Browns versus the uh, Chargers was. But um, yeah. So and Joku was. Uh, I don't know what I, I just. Okay, I lost my train of thought. I'm not going to lie. Can somebody pick it up, and I'll come back to you guys. After this, uh, words from my other casters. Let me just gather my thoughts. Okay. G. I had Zach Ertz as my tight end start. That same logic as Quez Watkins. I mean, I think both of them are going to have good weeks. And Goddard's not going to be playing, so he's going to be getting the full target share of the tight end position. He's already out-targeting Goddard anyways, as it is. So especially if you're in a PPR league and you need you know, tight ends on a buy, you got Kyle Pitts or something. So you want to start someone this week? I think Ertz is a great, I think a great pickup, and he's probably mostly available in all the leagues. And you know he's going to be getting at least seven, eight targets, in my opinion. You know, mostly like maybe even a touchdown if you're lucky. So that's my guy. And um, my tight end stream of the week, he's a guy that's probably still on your waiver wire. He has not been picked up because Logan Thomas got injured. It is now Ricky Seals Jones tight end room. And once Logan Thomas got injured, we saw that, you know, targets went way up for Ricky Seals-Jones. Got four targets in the last Atlanta game. They got eight targets in the New Orleans game for 41 yards. No, that's not super great for you right now. But again, New Orleans is one of the better defenses in the league. Kansas City is one of the worst defenses in the league. We just saw Josh Allen destroy the Chiefs with Dawson Knox. And, you know, admittedly, he's a great tight end. But that just means that the points are going to be everywhere including tight end, but Taylor Heineke has found himself a new uh, number one in the tight end position once again. And Ricky Seals-Jones, you got to capitalize on that, especially if you're streaming tight end. So I think it's a plus matchup for him. I think that the targets are going to be there, and I think they're going to need to dish it out a lot. So I would stream Ricky Seals-Jones with confidence. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay, uh, let, me, yeah, let me just finish my thoughts then. Thank you. So also, um, you know, without what's his name out there, uh, 
Oh my god, I can't I believe I blanked again. Landry. What's his yeah, Jarvis? Okay. OBJ hasn't been doing so well. The connection's not there with Baker. And so um yeah, uh, his his only target is gonna be Injoku. Because uh, what's his name is also I don't know if he's playing this week. Um, mean awesome. uh what's it? Yeah. I don't know if Austin Hooper's playing, so yeah. Odell Beckham. He had what? 20 yards. Two catches. Yeah. Two catches, 20 yards. Are we going to move on from him? No, I, I mean, I have him. I'm starting him in our sleeper league, mostly because I have to. I mean, but well, I'm glad to hear I it. think that's why they're trying to cut. <laughs> that's why, like, defenses are going to just cover Odell and then try to force them to play other people. Yeah, I don't know. I think they scored, what, 30 something points? against the Chargers last week. And if Odell only got two catches for 20 yards, I'm a little concerned. Yeah, I'd be concerned too. But, I mean, you got to just stay strong, you know. All right. Nanda, what's your pick? So I'm copying G here with his pick with Zach Ertz. With, uh, how do you pronounce it? Godert? Godert, yeah. With him being out, you know, he's going to end up getting – all the targets and then if i'm not mistaken tampa's secondary is banged up isn't it yes it is and then That's levante gay. david is also out for thursday so oh, i what? feel like yeah so i feel like Ertz is um gonna have a good matchup but then again oh. it's thursday so it's like eh, it's iffy but i would take the risk i think more it's eh, it's zacharitz <laughs> Zacherts is old, bro. And Zacherts. The possibility speed. of um, Devonta Smith having a like a, a boom game is higher than Ertz scoring a, or being a great stream this week. Yeah. I think that is our starts of the week, so let's move on to our sits of the week. I'm just going to go and put mine in right now. Because, you know, I see a negative script for Jalen Hurts against Tampa Bay. I do agree with you that, you know, Tampa Bay secondary is banged up. But I just, I don't know if I see a quality start from Jalen Hurts because he has not really been, it's weird because he's not good on the field, but he's good for fantasy. And when you watch Jalen Hurts play, it's probably like ugly and you don't like it. And, but it gets you results because somehow at the end of the game, the box score for you is like 20 points for Jalen Hurts. And you're like, okay, I can live with that. Even though, you know, it looks like an absolute disaster out there. Like, he scored what? How many – when they beat Carolina, what was it, like 22-something, right? He had less than 200, uh, like, passing yards. And he had an interception. Yeah. That's – and what? He still put up, like, 20 points, right? Well, yeah, he had two rushing t- touchdowns. Exactly. It's ridiculous at this point. But – I'm going to call it here. This is not going to be a good game for Jalen Hurts. I think that the Tampa front seven is great, even without Levante David. I think they're going to put a lot of pressure on him early on, but they're going to be able to contain his rushing output. And I think that he's just not a very good thrower at this point. So if you force Jalen Hurts to just basically throw the ball, it is not going to work out uh, for the Eagles. So this is kind of a risky move, you know. So if you have someone just marginally better than Hurts right now. Let's say, I, like, Tom Brady, 
um, Aaron Rodgers, because you know Hurts, you got probably in the later rounds, so you might have another option at quarterback. I'm just saying you should probably consider benching Hurts this Thursday night. Okay, for my like uh, sit of the week, it has to be Aaron Rodgers. Um, okay. They're going up against the yeah, they're going up against the Bears, and so um, I I just think that uh, the Packers line isn't all it's not as it's not as great as it could be, and and I just like the um, Bears five. Right, like the the defensive line, right, and I, I just feel like the 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 corners are sneaky good, and so the fact that they're gonna get pressure in Aaron Rodgers' face, they're gonna have to make him run a lot, and also the secondary is gonna cover, um, the uh, Devontae Adams. I don't know who they can cover Devontae Adams as well. I just don't know who else that Rodgers will be able to throw to efficiently enough. I just don't know if that the red receivers are good enough to help him. Like, I don't know, what's his name? The tight end. Oh, my God. I'm blanking today on everybody's freaking name. Robert Tanyan. Yeah, Tanyan is not that great. I mean, I thought he was going to have a breakout year, but I expect Aaron Rodgers to have a, a low week this week. You've never been a big Rodgers believer, have you? <laughs> I think we had – I think one of our most viewed episodes, I was trashing Rodgers. Yes. <laughs> okay. Okay, G, what about you? Yeah, uh, I'll be benching Justin Fields. I know it's not a crazy pick, but, you know, he's was trending upwards every week uh, in the last three games he's played. So that's what you want to see from a rookie quarterback. But in, I'm going to take the opposite approach from the A-Rod pick. I think A-Rod's going to have a great game and <laughs> force Justin Fields to really, you know, try to match the points that the, the, Bear, or the Packers are going to have to put up on him. You know, in the last two matchups last year, they had 30 each time that they played the Bears. So if there's if they score anywhere near four touchdowns, I just don't know if Justin Fields would be able to match that type of thing and where he's gonna be you know coming back on the field a lot. And their line is not very good out there in Chicago. You know, Packers have a great front floor and they had a great pass rush last week and they were still missing I think Ladarius Smith and he's coming back this week. So you know I think that's a good sign for them. You can generate pass rush without your best player. So that's good for them, and I think you know Justin Fields will be a better factor of that. I think my sit of the week is pretty obvious. Ryan Tannehill against that Bills defense. Um, to be honest, if it's not a top five quarterback, any other quarterback against the Bills, I would just not start. I mean, Mahomes like struggled easy against as the Bills. That. But I know it was an easy sit but i don't know who has to pick i mean i think that's fair fair enough i mean it's a good yeah my other my other sit was sam darnold i feel like a lot of people have picked him up (laughs) even though i don't you know i'm a panther it's the vikings bro i think if uh, christian mccaffrey comes back this week i think sam darnold becomes a start and if he doesn't i think he's a sit that's kind of how i'm playing the panthers right now in their situation you know, I think if it's Chris McCaffrey's there, it's a whole different offense, and understandably so. You know, I bought into the Sam Darnold hype uh, last week, and, you know, I have a different league. I streamed Sam Darnold that week against Philadelphia. Six points. <laughs> <laughs> you, were, you were the curse. Yeah, you were the curse. Until you picked him up. God, why do you have to – why do you have to freaking – In that case, I'm going to re-pick him back up after I rage dropped him. <laughs> yeah, once you do that, then you'll have the best game of the season. Uh, yeah, dude. 
taking you all the way to the freaking championship. He's still in my lineup. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, the next one I have for running back is our Melvin Gordon. Uh, I don't like him this week. You know, it's a decent matchup against the Raiders. But I do believe in the hype to where your quarter, your coach gets fired. You have a good week. Push you off, uh, you know, some weird stuff like this. I think it's just a, a sign for the Raiders to come together, get it together. And that starts with their defense. And I just don't like how many, you know, the percentage of rushes she's getting. You know, Javante Williams is really taking a lot from him. And I don't like the, you know, I don't like him rest going forward anyways. So if you can get rid of him, he'd be one of the guys I would consider, you know, packaging in a deal and trying to get out. Mm-hmm. Would you trade Melvin Gordon for Miles Sanders? Yeah, mm-hmm. 100%. Man, really? Miles, it's trash or trash. Sanders is not great, bro, but at least I know he's going to be getting, I feel like, a little bit more workload. I think more and longer the year goes on, less and less they're going to be involving Gordon. But yeah. Javante Williams is just really, really good. It oh, yeah, he's taking care of Sanders right now, though, because it's weird because he's not getting anything, even though he's the main guy. It's just weird. Mm-hmm. Maybe I would, I would, I would do, maybe I wouldn't look for Sanders. If I could get someone like Edmonds, I would, uh, I would trade Edmonds for Gordon. Yeah. Uh, I, I think I would trade, uh, okay, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. I mean, Chase Edmonds, my sit of the week right here. <laughs> uh, like Cleveland. I know they just gave up a monster game to Austin Eckler, and you might be concerned about that. One thing you want to put that in, it's a caveat, because Austin Eckler was literally carried into the end zone by the Cleveland Browns <laughs> at the end of the game. Thank you for that. Beautiful. <laughs> at the same time, though, Austin Eckler didn't actually have a monster game rushing. because of the uh, rushing yards. It was more because of the three touchdowns he got. And one of them was a receiving touchdown. One of them was, again, a pickup into the end zone. But so far, the Cleveland Browns have allowed the second fewest uh, rushing yards in the league, only second to Tampa Bay, who's allowed 45, which is ridiculous. So don't start anyone against Tampa Bay. Chase Edmonds is already in a timeshare with James Conner. And as it stands, again, James Conner is getting all the workload in the red zone. He got another touchdown last week against the Niners. And Chase Edmonds is usually the guy that they turn to midfield, and they're not giving him anything else inside the red zone and they don't give him a lot of um touches or kind of carries or, i mean receptions as well because they got four stud wide receivers so at this point it seems like his value is kind of declining as it is and against the second best rushing defense in the nfl i would not risk it i would sit him and uh i would stay there okay so f- um i agree on both of those picks but I feel like this is a – I'm, I'm going very controversial today. And so this – my sit of the week has to be Derrick Henry against the Bills. I know oh. it's hard for Matt to hear that because he has them in probably most of his leagues. But My favorite player. Yeah. Buffalo is just too good right now, their defense. Um, they're, I think they're third. They, they, they allow the third um, least amount of rushing yards. I think it's like 78 per game. Mm-hmm. And um, I just feel like – that consider and, and uh, the fact that um, the game script is not going to be um, run right. They're going to be uh, trailing a lot, and I feel like Tannehill isn't good enough to carry that offense. So I'm I'm anticipating like at least two turnovers from him, right? And so Derrick Henry is just never going to get it in gear. He's never going to have enough time to warm up in the game. It's always going to be off. 
Yeah, let me ask you a question. Do you think okay. he gets the double digit points? Ah, uh, depends. PPR or not? Yeah, yeah. PPR. Let's say let's let's just say half point PPR just to make it. Uh, okay, so I don't know if half PPR. I don't think so. Maybe like nine points. He close. Uh, PPR. I um maybe like eleven points. You know, a good like, okay. uh flex. But there's no. He's just gonna let you down because you know people are always in the projection game. Yeah, yeah, projection game, and they're always like starting him for as, as their RB one, and they're gonna be like twenty five. You know. Yeah, I mean that's just not this week. Okay. Script and the defense that the Bills have just well, not. I mean, I kind of asked that question just to get a view of, you know, like it's hard for someone to even then, or can you really pass up on 11? Because, you know, it sounds crazy, but that's a safe 11 in my opinion, you know? So it's hard for me to like maybe okay. put in a, a, a guy who has a lesser floor in a sense, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, mean, I, but I, I can still... see it though. I can see Derrick Henry not getting to hundred yards because there are games where he doesn't get to 100 yards. He had one last uh, in week one against the Cardinals. They didn't mm-hmm. get 10 points in half PPR uh, either. So this is a much a better point. team. Yeah. This is a much better team. And um, I'm just saying that, I mean, Derrick Henry is just so bona fide. They're probably going to go for him early, go to him early, but the game's going to go away from him. He's going to get his points early, but then after the game goes on, it's going to run away from him. Yeah. Yeah. Long live yeah. the king, though. I love their doesn't. Well, I mean, uh, this yeah. it's just this week. I mean, yeah. start him every other week. It's gotta be hard to, it's gonna be hard to hear. Okay, so with my uh, wide receiver sit of the week, this one is also a little bit controversial, but I'll I'll just go with it. Mike Evans against Philadelphia. Look, it is hard again to sit Mike Evans. Maybe not as hard as sitting Derek Henry because, you know, Mike Evans, he has those games where he scores two touchdowns where it's like two one-yard goal line fade touchdowns that give you 12 points, and then he just disappears for the rest of the game. But, you know, that's fine because he basically won you your week with that alone. Yeah. At the same time, though, he has games where he doesn't get those touchdowns, and then he gets two points for no reason. And then he's like – because they have a litany of options. They got AD. They got Godwin. They don't have Gronk this week. But I think that they'll be fine with that. Philadelphia is allowing only – they have third-best defense right now in terms of passing yards. And I've seen them be able to shut down guys like C.D. Lamb, D.J. Moore, and they got Darius Slay, basically. And I think whoever Darius Slay shadows is going to be neutralized in this game. And it doesn't matter for Tom Brady at this point. He's going to win the game either way. He's going to have a great game because <laughs> it – like, he's Tom Brady, first of all. And the Terrific thing Tom. Is that, yeah, and he has a bunch of other weapons to spread it around, right? So if one guy gets shut down, he doesn't need to still kind of focus in on him. He's going to just go to his other guys. He's going to go to AB. He's going to go to Godwin. So that just makes Mike Evans out of the equation at this point. So I would sit Mike Evans. And it's a little bit hard to believe, but... And I still think he could get a one-yard touchdown on some bullshit, but <laughs> I just... I just don't like this matchup against Philadelphia. Yeah, it's definitely an understandable matchup. Um, mine kind of comes a little bit different. It might sound weird to hear. Uh, I think I'm going to rock with uh, T. Higgins against the Lions. I know I had Joe Burrow as my start. Uh, I just think that that Jamar Chase connection is really, like, starting to pan out. And, you know, he has already had the short, like, field guy, you know. 
and in Tyler Boyd. So it's kind of like really just where does Higgins fall into this? You know, I was really big on Higgins in the beginning of the year, but I thought he'd have more of a workload. So, you know, I think this week, especially coming off of his injury and he's still kind of, you know, kind of there, kind of not. I think the other two guys are just much safer options. And, you know, against the team, against the, like, the Lions, they might get up early and move to, a, you know, a more dim down or, you know, dumb down uh, offensive script. And that might, you know, restrict Higgins a little bit, you know, because you could be playing off injury. And if you're up, you don't really want to risk anything. So I think it's just safer taking Jamar and Boyd for this week. Okay. Well, my um, my uh, sit of the week, I mean, it's kind of controversial. I, I, mean, I keep going with the controversial picks, you know. That's how I just, I just like living on the edge. But my controversial pick of the week sit is um, D-Hop against Ooh. the Browns. All right. Yeah, I mean, last – I think he hasn't been doing well um, either way regardless, I think. Um, he's being overshadowed in like tough games like in in tough games like the rams where it's a they're decent team you know aj green i mean he still had like this like the same uh he still had like the most yards tied with aj green that game but he's just not going to be um utilized as well against the browns because their defense is just so good right now um even though they, they gave up like 47 points against the chargers mm-hmm yeah, I mean it's understandable. You know, it's just gonna be, you the other shadow him, and then yeah, yeah, it's fair. Um, oh. we'll move on to the next last position we have, and that's ten end. Uh, I'll go first. My bench of the week, you know, might sound crazy. I know a lot of people picked him up because they're supposed to be there's a ten end one, and he's not been having that type of season. Maybe you're expecting him to get back on track this week. I I just can't see it. It's uh, T.J. Hawkinson. I did not. <laughs> been a big, big big believer in him before but i was convinced by a bunch of people that this was a year this was a year and uh, it's not really seeming like this is the year right now and a lot of teams are focusing in on him and figuring out how to stop him he's also coming off you know today he has a mispractice on a wednesday as we're recording this and knee injury so it's not the greatest right now um in my league that one of my only leagues i have him in i have started earths over him this week so you know, if you're ever wondering, we do put our money where our mouth is with the starts and sits. This is my start, and literally my start and sit for this week. I have Ertz in, and I have Hawkinson as my sit. Dalton Schultz or TJ Hawkinson? Schultz. Schultz, all the way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was convinced by the Hawkinson hype too, but I think, man, I hate Jared Jaw. He's just, he's not good. It's sickening. Yeah. <laughs> it was bad, man. He had a good Run at it. <laughs> yeah, that could be year. One year. <laughs> PI. <laughs> Miss PI. <laughs> My sit of the week is Robert Tanyan. The Green Bay Packers had him against the Bears. Gab is right. Tanyan is terrible this season. There was a lot of concern last year that most of his production was um, t- touchdown based. And it seems like that was correct because Tanyan is really not doing it for you even without the touchdowns. Last couple of stat lines, one reception, eight yards, two receptions, eight yards, one reception, six yards. Oh, and also week one, two receptions, eight yards. So without any of that, I mean, he's consistent in one thing. He gets you at least eight yards a game. But 
other than that, if you're looking for literally anything more than that, go somewhere else because Chicago is not a plus matchup anyway. So I would go, I think, I would go Hawkinson, obviously, over Tanya. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm not never big on Robert. Yeah. I think I think Robert. The stat lines. Man, that was I even worse than I remember. I think Robert has a higher chance, even though I think the Graham script's not going to go again. It's going to go against them. But anyway, so my sit of the week, <laughs> man, oh, God. I really, uh, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll put my money where my mouth is, okay? My sit of the week is Darren Waller. Mm, all right. Mm. <laughs> who, who are we starting at tight end? <laughs> Nobody. I've sold this to start. Derrick Henry, now Darren Waller. So your second, me, your first round pick, and your third round pick. Yeah, and they're he all also sitting. D Hop as well. Right, and so your second round pick. Your first yeah. two picks should be on their bench this week, according to Gav. <laughs> like you can, they're just gonna have low floors, okay? I mean, high, low ceilings, okay? You can still start them, and this is just my opinion, but they're not gonna have the high enough ceilings that you would want out of your aforementioned high pick type, like high pick players, okay? It's just that the Broncos are are th- that. Sneak Broncos are sneaky. Their defense is sneakily good this season, right? I mean, they've they oh well, they they lost against the. Uh, it does look like a good team. Yeah, it does look it does look like a good team. Everyone seems healthy. Von Miller's okay now, and I just think that without this is one of those times where um, the pattern doesn't like repeat itself. Teams usually have like great games afterwards. They come together. Uh, after their head coach gets fired, but I just feel like that Gruden was such a big heart of this team that they're going to be disheartened, and uh, the Broncos are going to take advantage of that and finally bounce back. Starting three zero at the beginning of the season, now they're going to um, come back and win against the Raiders. And, and it's just fans. Just, I mean, uh, Wallace is not going to just not going to succeed this week because of it. Remember when both of these teams were three and yeah. yeah, on top of the division. It's a shame. Big shame. Yeah. I fits you fast. <laughs> I know. Uh, All right. Tom Brady's well, still not part of the Patriots. What? <laughs> what was that? Nothing. Just an old man crying over here. Okay, well, I'm going to give you... Well, that's it for our starts and sits, by the way, but I'm going to give you one trade question here um, from one of our viewers. And oh, hello, viewer. Yeah. So, Team A receives Joe Mixon and D. Williams, which I have no idea which one that is. Man, you got to label yourself. It could be <laughs> Damian Williams or it could be Daryl Williams this time. And Team B receives DeAndre Swift and Robert Woods, half point PPR, who wins. So, once again, let's say, let's say for the sake of argument, it's Damian Williams. I don't know if it's mm-hmm. going to change your mind too much, but Joe Mixon. Damian Williams for DeAndre Swift and Robert Woods. Mm. Who wins? Mm. I would say Joe Mixon and Damian Williams under one condition that you're bad at running back. If you have two viable running backs already, um, then you would be at four running backs, and it's a bit excessive. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you're, you know, you got two other running backs, excluding the one you're trading away, 
you know, I would, you know, not do the trade, but if you're like had Saquon and you got someone injured or you had Clyde and you got, you know, someone injured and something like that, you need to get some depth at the position. I think that's a, I would do that trade at, and in that scenario, I would do that trade. Um, I mean, I kind of agree with the IG in the, in the statement where like, if you have two like good running backs already, you don't need to take this. Mm-hmm. Especially but, um, Woods finally had a good game, so yeah, you know, he might be trying to sell high, but at the same time, you don't want to, you know, miss out on the start of something. Mm-hmm. Start something great, yeah. but I do think that um, yeah. Wait, so he's giving away Mixon and Williams? Yeah, I mean, there's one team that's getting Mixon and Williams. The other team is getting Swift and Woods. Basically, he's asking who was winning in this uh, okay, yeah. trade. Uh, yeah, yeah. So okay. What G said, but um, I feel like Mixon, Damian Williams is obviously gonna uh sit soon because uh, mm-hmm. I think what's his name uh Demo was his injury wasn't as bad. It's like five. They're expected like three to five weeks with right. a, I think it's overextended. Um, but also Damian Williams is being I think uh the other running back for the the, the Bears, I forgot his name. Herbert. Uh, yeah, Herbert. Yeah, Herbert. He actually vultured more of the uh, touches. Right. Yeah, and so um, don't even. What, what, what if more. I asked you a different part of this trade? What if it was just Joe Mixon for DeAndre Swift? Would you guys do that? No, I would. Uh, I rather have Joe Mixon. I think Swift has. I think a Swift has easier schedule coming up, so I take Swift. Okay. It eases up for him. Right, that's kind of somehow sometimes how I like to look at trades, especially if you're like thinking about it as like more of a general trade. Just take away the pieces and do it separate trades, you know. So would you do Joe Mixon for Swift? I mean, me and Matt said we'd keep Joe Mixon, but then would you do Damian Williams for Robert Woods? And for the most part, I would say I would want Robert Woods on that part of the trade. You know, I think he's a better asset just because there's a long term. Uh, need but if you're you know like i said earlier if you're missing a running back and you need a, literally a temporary replacement that's what damien williams would be for you mm-hmm. yeah i'm inclined to agree damien williams but the only thing is that i wouldn't start damien williams for the next couple of weeks anyway because after green bay which is a plus matchup it's got tampa bay which horrible wow, just said was number one uh, yeah run number defense. One. san francisco is not allowed a 100 yard rusher and then Pittsburgh at Pittsburgh, even if if he starts that uh, week. Yeah, because that's when Montgomery might be back. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So these are some negative matchups anyway, and he's getting outshined by Herbert. Joe yeah. Mixon is the centerpiece of this trade. I don't really consider DeAndre Swift once you have the Joe Mixon because you're giving away Joe Mixon. Robert Woods, it seems like you're just trying to sell high on Robert Woods and thanking on the fact that since Mixon is hurt, you're trying to – get him for cheap so yeah i mean i think also you got to consider it that uh you know like that damien williams not going to be playing very long you know so if you're really like you know trying to win now or if you've got a few losses or something and you're trying to turn your season around this night now also be the trades you want to do long term wise because you might win in like you know a week but Damian Williams already had two good games considering the last two weeks of fantasy football. Like he's done like double digit points. So like feeling like the, the better side of his season's kind of passed him. I know that sounds crazy to say, but it's, he's only going to be playing five games in total and he's played two good ones already. So I don't know if he's going to have three more good games in the sense he's due for a bad game. That's fair. Yeah. 
And Mixon always gets hurt halfway through the season or something like that. So he's already hurt. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, he gets more hurt and he misses a lot more time. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Okay, I think that is about it. Make sure to follow us on Spotify and also on Twitter. Our username is at Bay Council. Be sure to tweet at us with any of your thoughts, concerns, any questions you might have about fantasy football. We are happy to answer them on the show. We um, can also talk to you about anything you want. You know, yeah. uh, Matt is a uh, accountant. If you want math homework help, I think I'm gonna have to charge for that. But uh, yeah, <laughs> sure, hit me up with that. Uh, G other... is a philanthropist. All right, thank you. <laughs> any, other, uh, any other things? want to say before we go i'm just trying to spit out as much ah, as let's go possible. giant Not to dodge you. that's true where are they where are they, are they who is, is the game right now no it's a uh, game five is tomorrow oh thank god they won yesterday oh my god i'm gonna have a panic attack <laughs> all right all right you guys I know. see you